What's up, Japanime fanimes? Welcome to Wea Boomers, the only vintage anime podcast here at Gig Boots. I'm your host, Saturday Japanime Danime, and with me is Bob Inazuma Kick from Gig Boots, Dr. Agro. Hard work and guts. That is what powers Gigaboots. And Chris Wolfhard. I like aim for the ace. <laughs> I didn't actually prepare a thing to say here. <laughs> but welcome. We are talking about the classic anime Gunbuster, which um, you don't need to be told if you watch it is made by people who worked on Ava. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is... Gunbuster is the anime equivalent of w when you find like a thumb-sized brick of Dorito dust in the corner of the bag. <laughs> like this is the flavor nugget that fueled 20 years of anime. If you shave off the surface layer that is PE girl outfits, this is the ultimate middle point between, as we were mentioning earlier, Gurren Lagann and Ava. <laughs> it's just a, ah, we're a little bit of the, what's, what's, where are they going? How are they doing it? What is our solution? It is a uh, very exciting. And the thing I like to point out about this anime that I have definitely seen before earlier today is not only is this mech anime about the characters, oh my God. it very much subverts the expectations of the genre. It's subverting the genre, Bob. That's okay. what I like about it. Subverting the genre by explicitly being the tennis series Aim for the Ace and also explicitly <laughs> Top Gun. Mm -hmm. <laughs> It, um, I don't know. This was way too gay to be Top Gun. <laughs> I'm like, you I... haven't seen Top Gun like, recently how, enough. How do I form one sentence that shows I understand two things not at all? <laughs> right? God. Like, it starts out as a parody of Super Robo. Mm hmm. But then as it goes on, you know, you're like, is this, is this going to be like a, like a Marson successor Nadesco kind of thing? But you can't really parody mech anime. Harder than mech anime goes itself. Correct. Yeah. So it just sort of melds back into just being sick ass mech anime. I mean, the, the, the mech anime as a blanket term, you got those subgenres with the mech anime uh, parentheses with its dick out. Like so, like <laughs> how do you go actually, harder than that. Speaking of subgenres, there are, there are two very different subgenres at work here. Mm -hmm. Like I should state, the first time I saw Gunbuster was in like the nineties. I watched it Holy on shit. like the world's first website that streamed pirated anime. <laughs> wow. There, it wasn't even like, a, it didn't have a name. It was just a link I got somewhere on an HTML site. It had two shows that worked. Uh, one was Gunbuster, and the other was that Red Hawk show I keep bringing up. Wow. Oh God, okay, this explains you being like, yo, there's this stank-ass way to watch this in the modern landscape. How nostalgic. <laughs> and me and Bob are like, what the fuck does he mean nostalgic? Now it makes sense. It does. Oh, Did they yeah. deliver it in a real movie format or something? Oh, we'll, we'll get to the manga TV app in a minute. Um, <laughs> but when I watched it, because I haven't seen it since, and I only got to see the first OVA, the first two episodes. Oh, what? So I'm here to tell you my memory of Gunbuster is a slow, realistic sci-fi special effects anime that had no giant robots in it other than the training models. Wow. I had never really seen funny. Gunbuster since then. Wow. So when the Gunbuster shows up, I started shitting myself. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> 
I'm just going to get this out now. Uh, normally, I'd want to throw this in a little bit later, but uh, do you think they meant anything when the, the fucking theme of Gunbuster is working on the degeneracy reactor that literally the task of doing this is for the future of humanity and it takes away your time? Do you think there might have been some sort of metaphors at fucking play here? No. Okay. <laughs> well, let's see. It was directed by Hideaki Anno, so no. Uh, there probably wasn't any kind of messages about anything in it. No. Mm -hmm. In fact, this is one of those animes that's about nothing. <laughs> I have to ruin this episode of Wea Boomers now. Uh, already. Oh, no. Barely it. <laughs> I've been thinking this every single time he's been on screen in Gunbuster. Do you think Smith Torrin looks like Jinkaria? Yes! <laughs> I'm sorry, this was my first time seeing Smith Torn. He looks like Jinkaria. I can there are vague similarities. Do you think they stole Smith Torin for Jinkaria? I just they, they made him they took all his sauce when they turned him to Karia because they like yeah, cut his hair course. really short yeah. and take the, the highlight out. Yeah, the yeah. hair he looks like there's somebody else, and I'm trying to remember if he he's a Yu Yu Hakusho character. Okay, so oh it I, might be mm. a hunter hunter or like my brain's like, well, if you fed an AI both Jinkaria and Vash the Stampede, <laughs> it just the exact hairstyle he has with the two wings. Mm-hmm. And like the High Widow's Peak, I've seen many times, but I cannot place. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like this vampire looking motherfucker. Like a count. <laughs> like a bounce? <laughs> no! They're nothing alike. <laughs> this is really fantastic in a certain way because this is. Okay. Uh, the fact that the ending is like, oh, I'm very much framed around the, or actually, I think it was the intro sequence where it's like, it's a sports anime. So we show them running along the beach, but she's in a mech and he's the coach cheering her on. It's very funny. It's very yeah. funny. Anyways, that's the opening. The rest of this is something else. Yeah, the first episode <laughs> is just a direct parody of like uh, Chris Creep bringing up Aim for the Ace. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if various shots are directly remade. I'm pretty sure Hideaki Yamano's even I mean, said that that movie is one of his favorite movies. I mean, yeah, yeah it has to be because oh, no, once it's, you, it's explicit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Once you get to space, it's like here are exact Gundam takeoff shots almost drawn over Gundam. And I'm like, like God damn, like, guys! Like, this this is this is garage anime shit. Like these are guys who made literal resin garage kits of figures, right. to fund the production of this anime because they were you know super fans. So this is this is back before like the lawyers could find you because the internet uh -huh. existed, right? So you got to just do shit like this as an expression of love. Heck, I think that Noriko herself is almost certainly the girl from Daikon. Yeah, like you see her as a kid in the very first shot of the show. It looks almost identical to Icon 3 when she's a kid and has the captain outfit. Mm -hmm. yeah. Even and when she grows up, she looks pretty darn similar. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, no. I also got those vibes. I totally, totally get that. Mm -hmm. But it is very funny that it's just like, yeah, it's a pretty lewd, like, like summer girl PE sort of anime, but they're in mechs, <laughs> and that's pretty funny. Those right, PE like outfits goofy. are straight up fetish wear. Like it's not yes, even. No. We made the school uniform too sexy. It. We made. Was this, this necessary for the we, piloting we, of the mech? We made the sex uniform too school enforced. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's time for everybody to accept this. Mm -hmm. If you see bloomers in an anime made after 1985. Hmm. It's a fetish thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, it's, it's just classic and nostalgic. <laughs> yeah, of course. Look, they, they go beyond just simply being bloomers, and now it's something cool. 
I, now it's like you've mixed the bunny girl outfit into it. I'm gonna say there's like one one actual complaint I have about this fucking these OVAs. Okay. Just one, and it's really simple. And I, I'm a straight shooter on this one. They stopped showing the tits when they became adult women. I'm like, what? What the fuck is? What? <laughs> Look, you there's not enough time for that. Quit that. When they were 17. It's only one episode. Well, right? Asama's is like 30, and she's still in the PE <laughs> yeah, uniform yeah, in the mask. That was I mean, hilarious. I love that final episode. So they get for two different outfits. One for when uh-huh. she's writing the Gunbusters Three, where it's a new one that's sexier. Even yes, she's in like the weird yes. dominatrix outfit. Right. <laughs> look, I'm just saying it could be improved. <laughs> <laughs> and then look, they have the weird like gaiters that they pull up over their mouth. When yes. They're, mm-hmm. It's 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 a cavalcade of wild design choices. It's so cool. Like yeah, this is. <laughs> I mean, this is like I said, it's the flavor nugget. Like nowadays, when you say that anime bullshit. We're talking about shonen tropes. Mm. This is this is the Old Testament. This is when that anime bullshit meant mechs and sexy nurses. <laughs> and doing a flying kick. And yes. doing a flying kick. Oh yeah. my god, she just yelled Inazuma kick. I was so happy. Yeah, she was really good. Like, Bob, I think you were pointing out, like, they literally can't even end the end of the episode science segment without saying it every time or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah, in there. They're like, oh, wait, and also in a Zuma kick. <laughs> God. I love that the super technique for the special gunbuster unit isn't the Inazuma kick seemingly. It is just bracing yourself, attaching to the mother craft and tasing it so hard it fucking literally vaporizes <laughs> just explodes into vapor i'm like that is so brute force mm-hmm. and amazingly fucked up every move the gumbuster knows is incredible <laughs> yes yeah there's this real energy of like but why can you only have one of these? <laughs> I, I don't know, but it's re- it was really great to be like, these training robots and all the robots they used in space before the Gunbuster are kind of dumpy, just sort of bulky little things. And the Gunbuster itself is the coolest of mech ever made. Mm-hmm. How? <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. I don't know. It's, it's, it's really incredible. <laughs> like, you see all the other ships and you're like, this is a certain type of outer space sci-fi, you know, anime genre. Mm-hmm. And then the Gunbuster yeah, it's out. literally it's it's the real robo mixed with super robo yes. just sitting there and it's fantastic it is because it, it makes by contrast like the gunbuster is the purest expression of mech as a thematic genre where you like you you can read paper after paper after jerk off uh video essay about how the mech was japan's post-war expression of reclaiming their projection of power in the world and the gunbuster itself really is the purest form of that where we have this the the whole space monster thing which they're fucking nuts they're yeah. crazy the way they're implemented the way they're drawn like microbiology textbook pictures uh-huh. the way they don't quite move or animate like everything else in the show it's just yeah. fucking perfect but the way you have all the realistic robot and sci-fi anime ships getting their shit plowed in, and then from out of the wreckage comes this giant cartoon robot <laughs> to wreck shit on an uncaring universe. <laughs> Fucking name it the SS Indomitable Human Will. <laughs> Man, they. I feel like every episode has a moment that really does like hit me on a deep emotional level. Like, it nails that more than anything else I've seen, I feel. 
every episode I'm almost in tears or actually there. I mean, it is an anime that largely contends with in order to even go on these expeditions, they're losing months of their lives Mm -hmm. and it stops being that conceptually and starts becoming they lose everyone. They lose everyone who did not join them for that because they are getting separated. And then for one character wraps back around again to go, no, they're losing their life. Uh, that it really is. It's just this. <laughs> okay. So, you know, those, uh, what are they, what are they called? Like cow sticks or whatever those, that snack food where it's like caramel on the outside and this weird icing filling. Yeah. Cow, 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 tails. cow tails. Yeah. It's kind of like that where that's the emotional core of it. It's just like, dude, you're fucking so pronounced compared to the rest of this. <laughs> uh, even the way they do Smith's death. Mm-hmm. I think that that's, that was incredible. Just, there's no dying last words. There's no even explosion. It's just, he didn't come back. Yeah, she just lost track of him in that chaos. Like, I have I have had to compare every space combat sh- scene from a show to that since I was a kid. <laughs> don't measure up. No. Like, yeah, it really, it's the kind of crushing that only Anno could produce from having watched every mecha anime ever made before this. I, I hadn't watched this in like 15 years. I worried coming back, I w- it would no longer be one of my favorite things ever. And no, it's still just, it's incredible. I don't know. Because mm-hmm. it is like it, it's usually kind of tongue in cheek uh, when we say it, when we call something brave. But for a show to swing this hard in both directions of realistic hard sci fi and our ship is piloted by psychics and space cyborg dolphins, super robo. That's Gynax. I'm going to be honest. Nobody that, else could have done it. That was the funniest joke in the entire show. Because they show it. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. They show the fucking dolphin. And I'm mm-hmm. just staring at that for that whole shot going, um, we going to talk about that? Yeah. But no, there's been a 15 year time jump and we are not going to explain the tech advances. <laughs> We're not going to explain but, the fucking dolphin. The, the chairs are spiky now. We are not explaining the tech. Oh, I love the chairs. That that was immediately and obviously like appreciable. I, I love everything with the way that it handles science in this. Mm-hmm. Just it takes itself so seriously. It does not blink. Mm-hmm. You never believe that they are bending the rules for the sake of doing something. No, it feels like we're losing the time by doing this. This is going to kill us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, not a lot of sci-fi actually deals with time dilation. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I can count on, on, yeah, on one hand like the number of things I've seen actually delve into that. Mm-hmm. I've also never seen, like, space elevators are, are a pretty standard thing these days. Yeah. yeah. Never seen a space cable car. <laughs> That's, I feel like that cable's too thin. <laughs> In episode two, she describes the, how fast they are moving through space. And how it turns into like riding an actual boat because of the way that space is moving around. Yeah, because that. of the ether. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I was like, this is the sort of sci-fi little, neat little things we don't get. Yeah. At the same time, when she said that, I felt like, oh, that's a nightmare. Like, yeah. you went to space and you could not escape, like, seasickness. A lot of things in this are like, no. Oh, yeah. Th- are- this is a nightmare. We have built ourselves a nightmare device. Mm-hmm. The, the scope yeah. of the mentality of what exists in the show's telling each and every episode is so drastic and sharp and immediate in a way that's just like, yeah, those are the aliens. 
what? Yeah, yeah they're deeply horrified. Are we we'll going to find them. out anything about them? No. <laughs> they they want to eat us. They lay their eggs in stars and think we should die. Right? <laughs> yeah. we, they might be in a, some sort of system to destroy us personally. <laughs> we don't know. We cannot build ships fast enough to kill them. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to blow up the middle of the galaxy. <laughs> yeah. You telling me these guys wrote Gurrenlagen? <laughs> yeah. Shock. The uh, the official name of them are space monsters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they that's, certainly are. I'm afraid that's all we know, gentlemen. You know, every time they try to do like, oh, look at our Independence Day scary alien thing. I'm like, oh, that's, yeah. No, these are horrifying. They're just giant crustaceans and insects. And they're like of a cockroach and a, a horseshoe crab. <laughs> yeah, it's literally like weird bug things that I come out it. of bizarre like you're saying reefs or something uh-huh. like they're yeah it's vile <laughs> yeah and like they're like as soon as you really get a grasp of the scale of them you realize oh this is the sort of thing that naturally lives in the universe that they exist at the scale of this galaxy not us <laughs> yeah we're a weird little bug thing that got off our planet <laughs> yeah we're the weird bizarre exception to how things are normal like they have that guy on, on the gantry scene where he's like, do we really have the right to, to implode the galaxy to break space? And she's like, maybe not, but I'm going to do it. <laughs> yeah, I really, I really love that conversation because she literally is just like, if we entertain that, we're not entitled to do that. That's basically the same as suicide. And I'm not going to go down that road mentally. And then he's like, do you believe yourself? And she's like, I don't know anymore. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah immediately. <laughs> Zero seconds passed. You, you mean Hideaki Yano wrote this? <laughs> it's fucking perfect. Also, I love the contrast creating a lot of the humor in this, like the karaoke intro for episode three as it just goes, here's all, all this science. And I'm like, this is so much. And then they just end it with, by the way, this was a speech delivered at a Japanese high school graduation in 2021 experience, explaining the history of these <laughs> advanced space physics. And I kept pausing and reading it. I'm yeah. like, oh, all right, yeah, sure. Okay, <laughs> fine. You tell me Hidaki yeah. worked on this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like the way this starts so un like so firmly just a parody of not just mecha anime but sports anime mm-hmm. to, to the point like one of the first scenes is the the mean girls laughing at her while in the mech <laughs> yes yeah. it's yes, incredible that is hilarious and then it just progresses smoothly and without weird jankiness to, no 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 now it's now it's some unbelievable horror about these monstrosities from space and human determinism yeah somehow they did that transition without like batting an eye like, it's crazy. In six episodes. Yeah. Six episodes. Six 30-minute episodes. I think once you watch Gunbuster, you'll never want everybody who works on streaming shows to stop being shot. <laughs> yeah. You'll be like, just every second, they should somebody should be hitting them with something. It's, this really was, like, this was a 50-episode mech anime space opera epic compressed into just the juice. We got Jupiter in there. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. I, I I took it back like twice. Like, oh, that's Jupiter. Oh, yeah. We compressed that shit to one whatever its size. I'm like, I'm sorry. What now? <laughs> I, I loved when they you get to see inside that. And it's like, oh, this is where Zoazanders 2 came from. Okay. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I really like the intro to episode four as well, which has the... Let me explain the scale of yes. the enemy motherships. Yeah. 
Oh yeah, yeah. Like, oh, that sucks. <laughs> we haven't talked about the the how it has between episodes. I don't know if this happened on the way Chris watched it, but it did for us. They'll show the science lab, like it'll be chibi versions of the two main characters talking about science of the universe, and they're in front of a Macintosh window, like mm-hmm. it's an application running on a Mac OS. And I'm like, "What the hell? You just drew an Apple logo and everything?" Yeah, <laughs> this, this, yeah. Like, it sure was 1988. Yeah, yeah. Like honestly, this kind of post omake thing used to be commonplace mm-hmm. in a lot of shows. You just have characters. I mean, we still well, have we, it. Yeah, we like, still do it now and then. Like shit, I think um, Demon Slayer yeah, does. It. Demon Slayer did it. Uh, Bleach is doing it. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, during that exact one I just referenced in that intro, as they're explaining the science, there is a part where she's being praised for her attention to detail and how much that anime fans will appreciate that. Mm-hmm. And she sticks out her tongue, and I'm like, that's the Karikano main character. I'm sticking out my tongue like a bizarre lizard creature frame. <laughs> How many different Kynex things does this show up in? Mm-hmm. It's, it's Started all early. Yeah. <laughs> like, shit, if, if you... Oh, if, mm, coach. Yeah. That character... You mean Tom Cruise? <laughs> he gets straight lifted for so many other shows where they're just him. Like, if you've never seen Comic Party, go watch an episode of Comic Party. Uh, He's in that show. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the manager from fucking Zombieland Saga is just also supposed to be a riff on that guy. Yes. Yeah. He, he is, looks almost mm-hmm. exactly the same. He's straight I, up that archetype. I love that he, his job is coach and his name is Koichiro. Yes! Koichiro. It's, it's, it's close so enough good. to be like, yeah, it's the same thing. Jesus. I got to talk about the reverse of that process where instead of them being like, we made this character, we're going to recycle it later or whatever. How much do you guys like Soviet Haban Karn, whose hair is just red instead of pink? It's also curly. <laughs> it's, yes, it's a little bit of curl just to be like, see, it's different. Yes, she's so good. They almost completely cut her out in the movie cut of this. The movie cut, never watched the movie oh cut of this. Oh my God. Oh my God. I forgot there was a movie What's cut. What's even... I was so what's upset even, what, when I what, bought What's that. even the point of there being a movie cut? This isn't even fucking three hours. Uh, they, you don't have 40 <laughs> f- more minutes? It's They cut it, I think, down to like an hour 40. It's ludicrous. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'd like you just going, David Lynch, you people don't have 40 more minutes? That's fucking <laughs> yeah. sad. I, it's... It was so upsetting because that was the only way I could get a Blu-ray of it. I was yeah. like, oh, I'll buy this because it's got a Blu-ray of this and of Die Buster. The, the OVAs were just not available forever. Yeah. Like yeah. In, in, in Japan, I think there were some legal troubles because the chick who sang the OP ran into drug problems, so they didn't oh reprint it. Oh, uh, yes. Also, somebody put in a legally not distinct enough version of Chariots of Fire uh, that oh, didn't yeah. make it into the U.S. release. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. I think it's uh, very funny how they just drop the Soviet anthem in a couple places in this series. And I'm like, it, 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 I mean, it sounds cool. It's a really cool sounding song while something grand is happening. So it makes sense, I guess. She's in the Soviet robot. And I'm like, oh, you guys were hopeful. Um, but also her, her name is what? Like Jung Freud. Uh, yeah, that's right. right. Yeah, that's, that's her name. Of an aggressively uh-huh. not Russian name, yeah. no, they, and, and, which is why they I'm through the dart and then wherever it landed. <laughs> like I didn't, I didn't get to hear either the original dub or the new dub, so I was really glad I, I came over here and got to see the tail end of it again. I'm like, okay, so they they did go with a Russian accent, yes, not just like Oscar it up, and she was on loan from Germany. <laughs> um, ah. I don't 
Was there an old dub? Because I, I, as far as I'm aware, this was the first dub made. It was made this year. Was there not an old dub? Yeah, because when I watched it originally, it was oh, Japanese. Okay. Yeah, there was not an old dub. Oh wait, this this dub is brand new. This set was brand new, and they've actually made it sound like a '90s dub. That actually explains why I'm having countless moments of why does he sound like people I should know? These should be nobodies if it was dubbed in the '90s. <laughs> Yeah, a lot of them are even brand new actors. Like Lisa Ortiz is back for her high school friend, but and uh, I think her daughter is played by some other uh, more famous actor. But everyone else is like pretty new. Yeah, that's why it didn't stand out as a recent dub. Uh-huh. Like because they there were enough just completely unknowns to me. Oh yeah, that I was losing my mind going. But that that dude just sounds like what. That's that's really fascinating. Yeah, I, I really like the the Noriko voice actress they got. I think that she hits this tone that reminds me of Excel in all the right ways. Yes, and mm. that really works for that character. Yeah, we're coming back around. We're realizing those like it, we, here's what we're realizing: the year is 2023. People who hate dubs are never going to stop, so we should just make them 90s dubs. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> well, now that now that you can record remotely, you have like a talent pool of more than the same 30 people within driving distance of Funimation's headquarters. Yeah, right? as it turns out, we have somehow returned to that person on the corner that you just ran into can, can be a voice actor yet again. <laughs> And that's really cool. You know what else is really cool? What's that? Just fucking taking the Tannhauser gates and being like, this is real and ours now. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that's how think, good sci-fi works. Thank you, yeah. Blade Runner. You just steal concepts. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I thought it was fascinating when they're like, let's explain how they work. And I'm like, ooh. <laughs> I always love that. Yeah, no, you just... Give me the words. We built a machine to do it. Okay, cool. Great. Shit, I think one of the guys who wrote for... Um, Next Generation actually kept trying to work the uh, dolphin thing oh, yeah. into that universe. I think like there's it, there's very little of it left. Like I think they caught him, <laughs> <laughs> but I think there's a couple of times where you, when you can hear someone like uh, over the intercom, Doctor, whatever, please report to like Cetacean Ops or something. Yeah, mm. Cetacean Ops. That was in a bunch of TNG episodes. <laughs> oh, man. I think they were also in. Um... I think they also bring it up even more in that fucking new terrible comedy series, which sadly shouldn't count. Man, when they get to this point where it's like, yeah, these ships work purely based on math. Like that is some Douglas Adams shit. Yes, it is. (laughs) They start thinking their way across the universe because propulsion's just too fucking slow. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Moving between two spaces, that's for losers. Like in order to compensate for the breakdown of causality around the ship, I'm like, fuck me. (laughs) (laughs) We already are. Oh my god. God, is this maybe the first time something comes out of warp in the dimension shatters? Because it literally is like the bare space turns to glass and shatters open. I feel mm. like that's the first time that happens in anything, but I haven't seen enough mech anime. I don't know. Also, mm. mm. uh, something that I think is similar to Gurren Lagann, which, you know, no surprise. Noriko's motivation in the first episode is, I want to go out to space and find my dad. Episode two, she finds out, no, he is dead for sure. Yeah, it's yeah, really good. That, um, that scene was really when time dilation clicked for me as a kid. Mm-hmm. Oh. Because she gets yeah. on the ship and she's like, only two days have yeah. passed on this boat. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, <laughs> no, it's so interesting and I'm astonished. No other work of fiction has done it like this ever again. 
like well, made it a fake focus because then you have to write your cast and then you age them up and you have to like <laughs> have an idea where they're going or what they're doing and feel free to throw away a character or two look sci-fi's gay we're not trying that anymore <laughs> this was also like the only other time i've seen this happen was in one of the of the stars banner or crest i'm not sure which because like in in that series they did a lot of combat in warp in light speed hmm. where like the munitions would come out of like they had a weird tunneling version of warping you know kind of like in this one and the munitions would come out of light speed into their frame of reference and you had to time when they would drop out of warp and then hit the ship so that scene where like oh we're under attack like we can't be under attack newtonian physics don't work in subspace <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about god it's like that moment near the end of Redline where like they're breaking all the laws of physics using magic, but it happens like statistically just five times or something. Like there's const it's constantly like this isn't how science is supposed to work. We need to refigure out what science is. <laughs> We're doing speed run tech in real life. This is a really dumb detail for me to find really like I love this. But instead of calling it faster than light travel, they actually call it C+. Because mm -hmm. C's the speed of light. And I'm like, why do we not call it that? People are going to be like, are you programmed the speed? And I'm like, that's not... <laughs> <laughs> like, you tell me to shrimp fry this? <laughs> like, these guys are from old school. Like, back in the day when anime and special effects shows were the same fan base. Yeah. Like, yeah. the hard sci-fi guys who, like, read the books, not just watched a few Star Trek movies. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they care so much about meticulous little details. Like... I love all the different things about Gunbuster's hand. Mm-hmm. Uh, one episode, they go to land on it, and it becomes a landing pad was a special, like, target for them to land on. The next episode, it puts its hand down, and a door opens on the side of it, and they come out. Mm -hmm. It's just all these weird little things that took a ton of, like, intricate mech design details to make yeah the insane amount of lights on the hand when it lights up for them to land on it is like uh, holy shit i love that <laughs> you have these two different and really cool battleships that combine into the gunbuster with this really elaborate combination locking sequence that makes zero fucking sense. <laughs> right, but that obviously does not matter. Right. But in the, in, in the same way that the show transitions from sports comedy parody into fucking gunbuster by the end of it. Yeah. Like the, those two ships, you can see in two minutes that same transition from realistic space sci-fi show into super robot. Yes. God, even when they fly around as the ships... They shoot out electricity like it's Godzilla. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. Mm. Oh, God, yeah. How all the ships are just laser bombardment. Yes. Oh, those, those lasers in this. They're really cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love the beginning of the series versus the end because the beginning of the series is like ignoring the monitors and simply knowing where your opponent is. That is true strength. The end of the series is... What it's like Gundam. The entire cockpit is monitors of the outside of space. <laughs> We've moved past that. You're you're living in the past, viewer. She's like, oh, I, I can't watch the monitors and use all these really sick ass uh, robot controls at the same time. I'm like, yeah, that's a problem. Cut to the Gunbuster right. cockpit. Wait, did we just have that shit? Did we. I, I guess we solved it, it at some point. Who knows when? It's been like eight years or something. So I guess that it was made in that time. They jump all the way from 
we are pre Gundam one, like Universal Century mm-hmm. <laughs> first war, like one year war, to being G Gundam. <laughs> yes. Yeah. My God, I just <sighs> in one shot, the Gunbuster has a fucking cape. Yes. This is the most anime. <laughs> Yep. Okay. <laughs> that it gets. <laughs> and like, what's great about this is, you know, like nowadays, Gynax is mostly remembered for the people that became Trigger. Mm-hmm. Uh, where, where them and production IG fused together. And like, you can look at modern, like modern Trigger and this, and you can really chart their slow transition. Once again, it's a theme right. of the episode. Their slow transition from early Gynax into Trigger. Yes. With, you know, IG getting injected in there at some point. Yeah, you can see it really harshly if you just watch Die Buster. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is directed by the FLCL guy. Oh. It is still a good show, but nothing like Gunbuster. Huh. Yeah, no, I don't that, think you could have made Gunbuster five, ten years later. You couldn't have. No. <laughs> can I tell you how much I love the dialogue that is him bleeding from illness, uh-huh. just screaming, humanity is going to face the greatest threat it has ever seen. And her just going, you need to see a doctor. <laughs> yeah. God, coach is so fucking good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I assumed he was also stolen directly from uh, Aim for the Ace, but I don't know. I need to watch that. <laughs> Again, they specifically reference Top Gun. So I think it literally he's just Top <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah. I could see that. If for some reason you're one of those people who will listen to an episode of We Are Boomers without having seen the thing, which, which I don't recommend you do, this is a shitty way yeah. to get introduced to something. Um, That's unbelievably strange. It, hey, it is hey. as long as it's a way to get introduced to something, like then it's still yeah, no, net it's, it's, it's still net positive. Right. Uh, I cannot express to you the scope and the audacity of this show. Like, this show is so, in the traditional sense of the word, epic, Mm -hmm. that it also contains some of the most hammed-up melodrama you will ever see. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the scale of this show is such that it fits. Yeah. Like, it is contained within it. Like, well, yeah, of course that's how everyone in this show acts. Yeah. This is a galaxy-spanning production. God, the the Gunbuster Three is <laughs> it, it is to this day one of the most haunting things I've ever seen. <laughs> the scale of it, yeah. The, yeah I mean, no, it is a compressed version of Jupiter. The audacity it is so beyond enormous <laughs> as a word. Mm-hmm. Like when, when the admiral says, "Like watch what happens when you back humanity into a corner." Yeah, we're going to blow up the galaxy. <laughs> yeah, I also really love them describing the threat of like, let me explain how, and this isn't even that time. This is the earlier time. They're like, let me explain how many uh, billions of enemies there are. They cover the full width of 80 astral units. And the guy's like, the whole room's lighting up with murmurs of like, what, how, does, what do you, how do you even conceptualize that? This is so big. And he yeah. goes, okay, so imagine the diameter of the orbit of Pluto. Mm-hmm. 
I'm like, Jesus. Yeah, they, they, there was more enemies than space. Yeah, it was yeah. like seven parts enemies to three parts space from her observation point. Yeah. Like that's, and it, once again, like, because Gynax uses the whole animal, I flash forward to Gurrenlagen, where <laughs> you have that opening shot, like, those aren't stars. Every light you see is an enemy. <laughs> God. Noriko, I think, has some really great moments in this. I keep thinking about how they keep building her up until the, like she has the moment in the gunbuster. She is still the fragile child that she's introduced as pretty much. Mm-hmm. Like they even have the, oh man, the, uh, the rival Ru- Russian girl challenges to a duel and she's really overconfident. And then the second they tap into space, she has a mental breakdown. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's like really, really appropriate. Yeah. Yeah, where you totally don't expect. You expect them to follow through with a. Then they have a rivalry duel. It's like, no, she has a mental break because she's thinking about that person who died. Yeah, it just one of those things. You basically only get Shimano. (laughs) Man, Ano, your characters are so well fleshed out. How do you do it? I have depression. (laughs) We know. (laughs) It really is that thing that the like Gundam set out to do and then got lost in the wash of mech anime and toy sales uh-huh. um mm-hmm. where like he tried to make it about the horror of war where, where this is really a show of of like you know if we're gonna push out into space we're gonna have to come to terms with the fact that we are not set up for this these concepts and the things we're going to have to do and the shit we're going to have to accomplish exist outside of our ability to come to terms with right. naturally yeah it is so literally unreasonable mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> like it, 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 that's the whole progression of the show up to Gunbuster Three. When Gunbuster Three comes out, the Admiral of the Super Space Fleet's like, "Holy fuck, we built that!" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's funny because this exists completely in parallel to this thing that's you know you you were talking about Gundam and it's like Gundam set out to do this and it became that and it's all of that you just talked about in this series exists parallel to basically double Zeta where it's like we gotta make the Gunbuster fuse again <laughs> like we, we gotta fuse the toy together in order to <laughs> fight the evil aliens that we're, we're let's be honest we're the monsters but we want to live so <laughs> why does Australia always get such a rough deal in this shit because you know, it gets, it gets colony dropped in Gundam, but in this, the shell of the Buster Machine 3 was made of Australia. They mined all of Australia. I thought that the... There is no more Australia. Really? I thought that the idea there was the shockwave from the explosion... Yes. B- ...broke Australia. Yeah, like it cracked still it. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that's that's where they said that shockwave impact. Yeah, because, you know, rough. they have the worst luck on Earth. Apparently. One of the many times in this show where they just, they'll just drop a line and move past it, and it's the most horrific shit you've ever heard. And it just uh-huh. happens a lot. It's almost like Japan is the only country in the entire world that's ever, in human history that's ever been nuked, and that sort of thing really persists culturally forever. I I will never forget the first time I read a book on, like, the history of anime in the early 2000s, and, like, one of the chapters was, why are there so many post-apocalyptic stories coming out in anime? The guy goes, uh, because, uh, Japan is a post-apocalyptic country. Wow. We sure did firebomb them pretty much into the fucking Stone Age before we nuked them. It is really impressive because I have conversations with people occasionally lately where they're just like, can you believe we went through that pandemic and now everything's normal again? I'm like, yes. 
That's yeah. like, that's, well, were we supposed to die? If you come out the other end, then yeah, that's what's going to happen. <laughs> and then we blow up the center of the galaxy. And then we blow up the, that's just inevitable. Stop getting caught up in the details. It's, just, it's so terrifying. That that was the like we couldn't beat them in a war, so we just destroyed that part of space. Yeah, even the one before that's like, yeah, we blew up three planets. It's <laughs> yeah. like it's, it's the worst part is like you you understand the the, the scale of the Milky Way galaxy, right? Mm-hmm. So the thought the thought that these creatures call their their home the center of it is like. Wait, are these gods children? Right? What? <laughs> what fucking second? Pump the brakes. Who knows what else was out there? Right. Look. Now I'm worried there are others. Look, <laughs> choice. We cannot get into Ava on this one. <laughs> we will save that for another time. <laughs> Speaking of pulling a Gynax. Oh, yes. Episode six. Uh, we were talking about compressing the, the thing so hard down into. Well, the juice came out of six because now it's black and white. They squeezed <laughs> yeah, it that black hard. And white, and now it's 16 by nine. And it's storyboards for the final fight for humanity. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's like the most Gynax thing ever. Yeah. Heck, even the lead into this yep. of the preview episode of like, yeah, nothing's done yet. The script's not even done. Oh, Isn't dude, this cool I, concept art. I love that because, like, at one point, I think it's the end of episode four, the beginning of, or the, the very end of episode four they're just like we here's the, the episode f- six i don't know it has a title though <laughs> we got we just got greenlit please be excited that, that battle thing where they start going into you know like very brusque art um yeah like it, it, at first i was thinking uh this is that gynax thing where they're saving money it's kind of disappointing but then it really it actually fit the moment and the movement so well because the scale of that battle mm-hmm. ballooned so far outside of your ability to make sense of it. Yeah. The, it, yeah. Them going to just art splash pages over and over was beautiful. And you don't even like need to see it to understand that that would have been that to mm-hmm. see animated because at the end of the decimation, they go, how many ships we got left? Oh, 2,560. Yeah, they put up the numbers of units lost right before that. And it's yeah, like, damaged, lost, missing. Yeah, it's missing. It's un- unfathomable <laughs> numbers. Yeah. Like 20,000 spaceships. What is that? Also, Can you they, conceive that? And also, they cut to the inside of a spaceship, and there's a bunch of soldiers who have, like, cut, like they're bleeding out and terribly wounded. And I'm like, yeah, what do these fucking bugs just look like? imperfect cell and just boarded a ship and started stabbing them. I don't... God, I hate the bugs in this. They're... Oh. They're like bugs and sea creatures in the worst way. Yeah, it, it speaks to a horrifying line of evolutionary determinism because that means that they're the regular thing uh-huh. and we are a weird primate offshoot. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I was I was like thinking like if we meet an alien and they look like anything from the ocean, I'm becoming a fucking space marine. <laughs> like I am kneeling, yes, oh emperor. We need to fucking get rid of these things. It's time for them to go. It's us or them and it ain't going to be me. <laughs> I hate to just go back around to say something was really cool, but okay. you know when, when the gunbuster shot the missiles and yeah. then they just started deleting parts of the alien? Yeah, yeah, I remember yeah. that. This is incredible. Yeah, that's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> she just screamed homing laser and physics broke down. Yes. <laughs> it's powered by your hard work and guts. Yes. 
You're telling me these people made curtain blockers? <laughs> yeah, that was what it hit me the hardest. <laughs> I was like, God damn. Like, obviously, the sequel to this, Die Buster and uh, Gurren Lagann, take a lot more from Getter Robo than this one does. But mm. this still has that same energy of, like, no, humanity is the monster. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, like, we don't think we're the monster because we haven't become it yet. But then all these other aliens show up and, like, they're like, you guys are going to become the monster and then force us to become the monster. Because you like, we build a fucking black hole bomb that levels an entire galaxy. Maybe. Only the center of a galaxy. Just to be yeah. clear, we're yeah, still fine. Yeah. We're fine. <laughs> <laughs> Unlike Get a Robo and Gurren Lagann, this doesn't go into it at all. It's it's like almost background. Like, yeah, we become the most terrifying military force in, in the existence of the universe. Right. They they mentioned it briefly in a conversation. It was like, yeah, but that's just how it is. Yeah. <laughs> we need, we need to survive because they're unrelenting. The insane thing is that first event occurs, and I believe they say something like, oh, we uh, we took out 98.5% of them. And it's like, you mean to tell me that everything at the end there was like 11 or like 1.5%? Jesus Christ, we took out a lot. I mean, it might have been of what we knew about or yeah. just in that engagement. I'm still, I'm right. still just sold on another galaxy has another of God's <laughs> children's that's going to come and fuck us. Like, <laughs> this didn't solve shit. It was 15 years later, so presumably okay, more yeah, than Okay, yeah, that's hatched, true. So. Would bugs really do that? They did seem to be going on a hatching spree. Right. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. They're like, uh, they lay their eggs in the suns and yeah. the, the stars will hatch. And I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah. And then they show it. And I'm like, ugh, oh, God. How, how do you even no. lay eggs in the sun? How do you kill that? And <laughs> Yeah, like, that's a great question. And they explore that a little bit when mm-hmm. they riddle it with lasers and it goes, nah. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't the one. <laughs> Main character like, graduates their little like high school to go into space to be Dispersed Marine after decimating a bully. Is this Ender's game? <laughs> God. That part where they come back to high school. Mm-hmm. Like, I, episode five is incredible. Yeah. No, it's great. That's when the, all the it. time dilation stuff just gets cranked to 11. Mm-hmm. She meets her high school friend who is now like 27 years old and has a kid. Mm-hmm. It's, you don't see anything like this. You really don't. Yeah. It remind me a lot of that Cowboy Bebop episode where Faye yes. meets her childhood friend who is now a grandma. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, yeah, these are always really cool things to do in sci-fi. Yeah, this is for as mechs and girls in fetish wear uh, <laughs> anime as this is. This is also like up there with the canon of high concept sci-fi works that anybody has ever heard of. Uh, still (laughs) the one thing that they just say in a sentence and I'm like I don't see any detail that provides that you're not just making shit up because this sentence sounded cool was when they're like the explosion from Gunbuster actually shifted the axis of the earth and I'm like we're dealing with that great. <laughs> I mean, no, no we aren't. Australia <laughs> I mean, they're not, but overall we are. Look, it's going great. We don't need to build the escape ship anymore. <laughs> Can't we fix Australia? We're too busy building spaceships. We need so many spaceships. Then they like cut to them building the spaceships and they're all these fucking sprue trees like model kits. I'm yeah. Like, fucking gyna. Yeah. Oh my god, I yeah. didn't know. Uh-huh. Man. Yep. 
Yeah, I didn't notice until just now either. I didn't realize. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. I was like, oh, that's, that's pretty cute. Oh. They're so smart. <laughs> <laughs> so does anyone have any dicks left to suck or <laughs> on this amazing masterpiece of fucking anime? This is... this is, let, 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 let me be clear. If this anime existed as it was and somehow came out in the year like 2015 mm -hmm. i would still just be like that belongs in we boomers because the <laughs> material of it is so distinctly that and i guess it, i could do one more say sure, one more thing sure that ending is incredible yeah yeah mm -hmm. Twelve thousand years later uh-huh yeah Twelve thousand yeah. years yeah sometimes these things happen right and then just they do that perfect moment of there is no hope. Earth is dead. Uh huh. And then they turn all the lights. Earth was pranking them. Yeah. They were like, turn on the lights. This is going to be fucking hilarious. We've been waiting 12,000 years to punk these assholes. Or I've also thought maybe we just don't use artificial lighting at night anymore. Yeah, I was it's thinking been 12, about that. Years. Who the fuck knows what's going on like, down there? Like, we're still on Earth in 12,000 years means we probably made some changes. <laughs> maybe we fixed Australia. I doubt it. No, no, that's gone. That's just. Yeah, we fixed it. <laughs> we put it under <laughs> the ocean completely. The fucking British are like, yeah, we fixed Australia. <laughs> okay well uh now we're gonna get to the ending of uh this episode of we boomers which means we have to do what we usually do would you recommend people watch gunbuster bob yeah no like i said earlier in this this is one of my favorite pieces of media like period you don't need to qualify it with anything i cannot recommend it enough if we were doing Bless Blonde 10, this would be a 15 easily, a 16 probably. I cannot say enough about how you should watch this. Agro. Uh, like I said before, I'd only ever seen the first two episodes years and years ago, and I'd been intentionally putting this off for years because I knew it was going to be good, and I knew it was going to be that old shit. But you can't prepare for how foundational this is if you have been watching anime for the past 10 years you need to go check out gunbuster and learn whence a lot of that shit came chris yes of course it's gunbuster i maybe don't have a number high enough for it <laughs> uh you know i i feel like my recommendation is just fucking ceremony at this point it doesn't have any actual functional purpose here but uh <laughs> Yeah, Gunbuster, it's real good. It gets you real high. I'd highly <laughs> recommend Gunbuster. <laughs> Even if you're not looking for a religious transformative experience in anime, this is really fascinating in exactly how much its tone changes, mutates, matures all throughout all six parts. It is fantastic in how it explores the human spirit. It is really great to watch Gundam from the era before this and then go straight into it to go, look at all this shit! Oh, and then there's that shit on top of it. <laughs> it is fantastic. I highly recommend watching Gunbuster. I really wish I could live in a world where I didn't see all this other Gynax and Trigger shit first because, man, that would really rock my fucking boat to be like, where is all this coming from? <laughs> Meanwhile, it's like, ah, this fucker again. Right? He does this all the time. 